Sunday nights with Kayla and Sarah. Yeah. Sunday. Sunday. I love that so much. Sunday. Thank you for having me. Sarah, welcome. I had this idea mid-COVID to highlight women that have helped me on my own healing journey. I honestly feel like I know so many badass, awesome women. I've just felt this healing power from so many women in my life, and I want other people to have access to it and to experience it too. And what a great way then to have like a speaker every Sunday, feature them, let them tell their story and like what they're offering out into the world. Moment to highlight you and like what you do and what you're all about and I can't wait to hear about it all. <laughs> cool. Oh my God. Well, I'm so good. well, that's so nice. Well, I think it's needed, right? At the end of the day, you're helping loads of people just linking to what resource do you need just with the website and everything. So this is a wicked offering, I think. I have questions yeah. for you, but why don't you take the floor just to explain a little bit about what you do and what you're all about and who you are. Well, my name's Sarah. <laughs> Let's start there. So originally, okay, well, we'll talk about it from like a energetic point of view. I was doing Reiki. I'm a trained Reiki practitioner, healer. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause that's how, well, it's kind of funny because everybody who turns into like a V steam practitioner usually has, well, not usually, but for the most part, we all have a background in energy healing. That makes sense to me. It makes sense. They're pretty connected. So I left my corporate job to go on mat leave with my, having my son. And I knew that I really didn't want to go back. Can I say that? Oh, I really, had, I really had no intention of ever going back. <laughs> and my whole plan was I'm going to just do Reiki from home. So I wanted to be home. I wanted to do Reiki from home, which is kind of funny because I had no like client base then or anything like I had just done my Reiki training just for me. So it's kind of funny looking back that I had no real business at all. I just had it in my head. Your soul I, knew. I just knew. Yeah. I was about a month postpartum. Well, like this is the story. I have a story that I always say because this is just the way it was. I had my son a few weeks went by and I was kind of like, I don't feel good. And also I've never had a child before. Maybe moms walk around feeling like shit. And I really didn't know like, okay, do I have to do something about this? And I mean, vaginal pain, not feeling good. And then my friend, actually, it's really funny because when I got pregnant, so many different women came back into my life that I went to high school with. Probably the women that I should have been friends with, but I was, you know. Yeah, I feel like we all, we all do that weird thing. I was yeah. like, oh, I really should have been friends with this girl group. I was too busy trying to be over there. Something like that. Yeah. So anyways, she's a blessing and she sent me this podcast and the woman who started Steamy Chick was on the, her podcast talking all about vaginal steaming. And it was kind of like, it was like a download that wasn't a download. It was like, oh my God, I've been needing something and here it is. So after listening to that podcast, I was like, it just like lit me up and I literally went downstairs and I brewed a lavender tea which now knowing what I know was not the herb that I <laughs> needed, but the power of the steam instantly made me feel so much better. And it was kind of funny because like my husband was like, like, what are you doing? And I'm just like squatted and blanketed over this bowl. And I'm just like, I'm healing my yoni. <laughs> Is that what you did? You steamed, you steamed the tea and in a pot? I mean, I did it like my first ever home steam was not, I don't even really want to explain it because I don't want to suggest <laughs> that anyone does it that way. 
But yeah, I, I essentially just made myself a lavender tea and hovered over top of it. That's it. But, hey, part of the journey. That's the power of uh, intention and the steam and herbs, right? So. And literally, honestly, to just taking a step into that world. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't quote, the right way to go about it, it was like you turning a toe and expressing interest. And Those actions are important. Well, and it's kind of funny too, because, okay, we have to actually back up because people, if they're listening, they're still going to be like, okay, what the hell is she talking about? So vaginal steaming, yoni steaming is when a woman hovers above a pot steaming medicinal herbs, like an herbal blend with the intention it has a healing, a healing purpose of some sort. And I think that's important to kind of have the visual in our minds, just because when I tell women all the time or anyone, yeah, I'm a bee steam facilitator, yoni steam practitioner. They're kind of like, I think everyone gets this visual that I'm like, actually, I don't think a lady has told me she has the visual of like, I was coming at her with a handheld steamer for like clothes. That's not what it is. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even see you naked, nor do I want to really. When Kat first told me about it, I, I really didn't have any, I had never heard about it before. I didn't really know what the benefits were. And I was surprised that I'd never heard of it because mm-hmm. I've been through quite the alternative medicine, right. um, kind of witchy path. When I was first diagnosed with celiac and I was really sick, I think between my mom and I, we covered all the ground for like holistic and alternative like remedies and stuff like that. And so I was surprised that I hadn't heard of it because the benefits, I mean, it seems to be aligned with what I need. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, it's kind of making a comeback now, I guess everyone's first introduction was actually through Gwyneth Paltrow. Apparently everyone has this kind of goop memory of it. And I, I don't like watch TV very often or, or follow any of that. I really don't. So I had no idea. And so they were, they would talk about that in the training and say, you know, unfortunately, I think it got a bad rap or something. I think, I think it did too, because at least um, with media and online, there's yeah. quite the divide with, I love Goop. Like I love Goop on Netflix and I, I, I really like Gwyneth Paltrow and she's right. out of the box, but there's this huge narrative online where people either really love her or they just don't like her at all. So that makes me just wonder if people were just deciding if they aligned themselves with her and who she is to decide if they wanted to like what she's, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm just guessing here, but I guess it got bad publicity somehow. And then maybe it took a back seat or something because it was 2018 when I started this. And I feel like in the States, it has already been kind of making a big comeback. Like for example, there are maybe, and I'm talking steamy chick alone because I don't really have numbers in my mind from any other school that certifies women to do this. Like there's only 40 of us now. And when I got certified, I was like the third. So it's pretty unknown. I feel like it's only going to go, I mean, it's only going to expand and grow from here though, because same but different. When I became certified in trauma-sensitive yoga, I think I was one of three practitioners in Canada. Now there's, I think, 12 of us and it's just growing by the year. Good, because then it's the need is there and people are going to start paying attention. So how long has steaming been around for? What has it been used for traditionally? Up traditionally into- always for your vagina well i mean sorry i mean like is it do people, come, <laughs> do, have people start do people start using it 
primarily for post-pregnancy? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. Okay. I should have had a year or something. I'm not even sure if it exists, but the nice thing is it's ancestral. I don't know how many generations it could, oh, I should know this. It's on the website for sure. That's okay. We can steer people towards your website. Well, that, but also the Steamy Chick website, because she goes and she does a map of all the cultures across the globe that in antiquity, I guess, through history, they have pinpointed, or I guess evidence, like relics of this being a healing modality. So that's really cool. Be also just because it's it's a really nice remembering. So that's what I was gonna, I really wanted to tell you about just in, in terms of how I can, in hindsight, see why I was drawn to it because I heard about it. And like, this is me analyzing my actions after. Yeah, I love that. Act, right? But it's kind of like, I heard about it and I just did it. I didn't have this kind of, oh, I need someone to show me how to do it. This makes sense to me. I'm taking this into my body and it cues a remembering. And the nice thing is it doesn't matter what race we are or what cultural background or whatever. It, no matter what evidence is showing so far that this is in our lineage, past life, this life doesn't matter. Our ancestors we're doing this. So that's when it's just like the feminine remembering. And that's the cool thing. So that's kind of why if I'm trying to sell a V-steam, I really don't because I can't. People are going to be drawn to it or they're not. They're going to either remember when I, just in this conversation of me kind of dropping the seed, you know, this could be good for you. They don't want it right now. They might remember in 20 years. It doesn't really matter when that happens kind of thing. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And I think it's the thing that keeps popping into my mind, especially being someone that has had a point in my own journey where I really struggled with finding healing. Mm -hmm. I think what you just said is really beautiful because it's signifying that the body instinctively knows what it needs to heal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also believe in you will know it when you find it or when you see it, if that's what you need energetically. I believe in all of that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think it's really powerful that you just said you didn't even think about it. You just did it. And to me, right. that just seems your body knew that that's what it needed in that moment to find healing or what it knew. Yeah. it needed for the rest of its life. And I, I honestly just like feel like that is divine feminine Energy. Knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting because uh, I did a reading with Karina Chrysler. She told me in the reading, I had to continue to tap into my divine feminine energy in order to find more healing. That's the gateway is this divine, divine feminine energy. And I immediately thought I need to go see Sarah. <laughs> well, and right. here's another thing that I was thinking of. What has this really done for me? Because at the end of the day, it's like, oh, she likes to sit over a pot of herbs. How life-changing could this be? Well, it's life-changing for the physical benefits, which we still will go into because I think those are pretty important. Yes. But I mean, aside from even just those I was kind of analyzing I've always been a very girl power we grew up with Spice Girls right so it's like yeah girl power. <laughs> I was obsessed with Xena so it's very like warrior princess type energy that I always would want to embody and I can see even this even when I was becoming a mother and going through that whole initiation and everything I still had this programming and conditioning of trying to be the feminine, but in a very masculine expression. 
And not until after I have been steaming now for like two years, can I see how when I try to be powerful or try to, you know, do all, all these things that I'm doing or trying to do, which the list goes on and on, right? Steaming has brought me back to that feeling centered, but mm-hmm. feeling centered in more of like a stereotypical feminine way, or maybe not, I don't mean stereotypical, I mean a new feminine way Yeah. where I, it's just, I know where to find it now. Yeah. And I know that it's there for me and I'm not trying to exhaust myself in a masculine world or not rest or push against my body when it's saying no or not speak up or hold shame like the list goes on and on and on but it's just really those things are really starting to not exist in my reality and it's kind of like a wow that's the huge life-changing moment just from making a t for your v (laughs) there's my catch i was with a catchphrase or whatever but yeah it's pretty and what I was thinking as you were speaking and sharing is I feel like I was drawn to this just because I have experienced sexual trauma and it divine, my own divine feminine energy, like to speak frankly, like does scare me and to access it feels scary for me because it's wound up in sexuality. I think my point with bringing this up is if anyone's listening and they're also in the same boat as I am. And then my second point would be then what a gateway to healing truly is even though this feels scary for me i think it could be like opening this whole new a whole new world (laughs) of healing in the body because they say with anyone that's experienced trauma the way through healing is to heal the body first you know now with all this wave of Everyone kind of waking up to how, even just from an astrological point of view, uh, we're waking up to how the planets are affecting our cycles, how the moon's going to affect our feminine cycles and everything. You know, we wait for this full moon to come around each month so that we can have this explosion and release of, you know, the energy that is no longer serving us and all these, all this types of stuff. But like each time you steam, you can set your intention to be the exact same thing. So to your point, you know, when a trauma survivor, every time you go to steam, of course, probably the first reaction would be to, oh no, that's a scary place because we're touching on that root chakra, we're touching on the sacral chakra, we're talking, we're like the whole, the whole system's uh, at play, but the first two are what's really getting the steam and getting that, shedding the layers and the deprogramming and doing all the releasing. So I think that's where doing the work, we're always averse, but we still want to do it and it's just a matter of doing it so we don't have have to maybe wait, I guess I'm trying to say. A question about this with what I was reading on Steam. For someone like me, because the Steam is, it's like hitting parts that normally wouldn't be accessed. Is that why it can be so transformative? Firstly, it feels really good. Yeah. So automatically, if that's an area where we're used to being not feeling great, it can almost be one of those things where it's like, I actually don't have to replay any kind of bad storyline. I can just sit here right now and feel good. So I think just in that alone, like I don't know if it has to be some long convoluted answer. I think it's just root chakra is how we feel safe and grounded in the world. So I mean, we don't even have to pull chakras into it, right? Like you're sitting there and you're feeling good. It's something new. And you're kind of like, whoa, I'm feeling really great right now. This feels amazing. I'm feeling held by this water vapor. You know what I mean? I think that alone is like pretty huge. 
it's so huge. And I think I would, I don't know if I'm like mixing articles that I read, but I, I imagine that it would also maybe activate the vagus nerve, which is also huge in regards to healing. Okay. Um, but that. I could be wrong on that. Writing it down now. Yeah. I just, we talked a lot about this in my trauma certification, like the role of the vagus nerve um, oh. in regards to like the nervous system and, and stuff like that, like how we feel fear and angst and I could be paraphrasing, yeah. but um, I would imagine that this would also tie into that positively in some way. Cool. Gonna look up, I'm gonna be looking up that. Outside of trauma, of course, yeah. can you talk to me about or like expand on some of the benefits? Mm-hmm. Talk to me and the listeners. <laughs> like, here's the funny thing too. I get the question a lot like, but why would I do it? And I, I hate to put it in that voice, but it is usually in that voice. It's like, and why, it's, why do anything? You know, why do yoga? Why run? Like, why lift weights? You know? Well, I mean, I guess it's after I'm kind of like, you have to do it. Because I mean, I guess I am very enthusiastic about it, but only because I know about it. So yes. But the first and foremost, I just say, because it feels amazing. So that should always just be, if it feels good, do it. If it doesn't feel good, don't. Cool. But um, it's truly relaxing. And it really helps in uh, bringing like a sleepy sleepy relaxed feelings so especially if um, anyone is having issues with sleep like I, I was thinking back I normally have like a summer insomnia and I didn't have it this summer I honestly slept like a baby when I left yeah. house so soundly <laughs> so nice yeah it really makes you just feel like goo and it's awesome so that's kind of like an immediate physical benefit I always kind of get drowsy. Some ladies don't get drowsy at all and they get activated. So it kind of just depends on who you are. You have to imagine it really brings like a moist, warm feeling to your most intimate area. So it can feel really, really good, uh, especially depending on where your cycle's at or whatever. It can kind of help you feel like, oh yeah, that feels great. So it's that kind of thing. So those are more of like the immediate benefits. I will say this since Kat is, yeah, Kat's still here. Kat was the one who I, who I asked, I said, why did you like steaming so much? Because she was so enthusiastic and she kept coming back. So I'm like, okay, well I have to ask her. And I'm paraphrasing because I'm going to probably botch what she said to me, but she said something that was so beautiful. And she was talking about how she felt like a dried up tree and she like watered her roots or something. And I was just like, well, that's freaking beautiful. But it really can have a regenerative, full body effect, I guess. Yes. And I think she described it to me that way as well. And I'm kind of thinking about how in the coldest winter months, I I buy this face mask called Moisture Boost. And I I feel so good when I take it off. It's so cold outside, but my skin feels so nice. And it's, I mean, it could be the equivalent of just this Moisture Boost. Yeah. I like that. It is. Feel it is. For your girl. Yeah. Yes. Moisture I, boost. It's specifically called moisture boost. It's my fave. That's somewhere about um, like miscarriage recovery or yeah, so any kind of on your website. <laughs> oh yeah. And so any kind of pregnancy loss, I hate to say like, oh, it encompasses any kind of female problem or anything. Let's just say anything that we encounter in our menstruating life but also you know into menopause as well but this is why it's been such a detriment 
in our society now that we are only refining it because we haven't had it for any of these, you know, initiations that we're supposed to have as women that have been kind of stripped away from us. Men are, we don't have any kind of period acknowledgement or coming into womanhood or anything like this. It's usually one of those shameful things or just plug it up with a tampon that's, yes. you know, got chemicals in it or whatever. And then, you know, you become a mother or if you do, you know, and then you realize that you have actually no support and you maybe couldn't afford a doula and you didn't get the health and foods and rest and you know, like the list goes on and on. And menopause happens and then if none of these kinds of things have lined up for you to feel supported in any way, probably not to your fault, it's just the world we're living in, right? Okay, cool, so now maybe you're resenting the fact or you're super happy that you're stopping bleeding, but have we even, thought to think about have we acquired any wisdom by the time we get to like our crone years and been appreciative of how our cycle has held us and you know been with us this whole time or have we just been trying to suppress it or trying to be on whatever birth control to stop bleeding and these are the kinds of things like I know it sounds so extrapolated from just a vaginal steaming practice but it's kind of one of those things where it's like as soon as you start to steam you start to come become back in tune with your cycle Maybe you want to put awareness onto your cycle. What's that book? The Fifth Vital Sign. I don't know if you've heard of that. Never book. heard of it. Really good. We'll have to like link it somewhere. Yes. But it's it's. I think she's a Canadian author as well. Talks oh, about how basically our periods are the barometer for our entire body of health. So if we're having, right, if we're having, you know, discoloration or problems, you know, whatever the problem is, we can look to our period. But what has our patriarchal society tried to do to us constantly? Suppress, 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 to the point where we're taking these crazy hormones so that we don't bleed at all. And in a fucked up way, we are feeling empowered that we're able to not bleed and keep up with the Joneses of the world and this fast-paced, fast-paced thing. That's not how we're supposed to run. Before Ruby Car was on the scene with Milk and Honey, yeah. she posted somewhere, I don't know if it was on her own Instagram or something, but she's lying on her side and her uh, back is away from the camera, like her face is away from the camera, and she's lying on white sheets, and she's mm -hmm. like bled onto her white sheets. Mm -hmm. And it caused like an internet frenzy. The internet blew up. If I find it, I'll send it to you, but it was so interesting because it's tying into what you're saying. It's, oh, women bleeding is bad and or should at least be censored and not <laughs> yeah when in reality i the beautiful thing about yoni steaming is that it's kind of um offering this new narrative or an old narrative really mm -hmm. back to women to say this is an act of true self-care this is an act mm -hmm. of woman empowerment this is a, an invitation to love your body again. So this is going back, I don't even think I answered your question because I was probably on a tangent, but like going back to how it used to be used was in community, in a woman's circle type thing for these initiatory uh, matriarchal ceremony that we don't have in our current reality right now or slowly coming back, I think. Mm -hmm. I think there is the underground uh, coming back into to holding space like that. And then again, so for postpartum, especially postpartum steaming is a big thing because, which is the nice thing because there is actual um, scientific evidence to back that one up. Greatly reduces healing time. Just talked um, to my friend who had a baby a few weeks ago and 
I said, I think she's, she's going to listen to this recording, but I said, wait, did you have a C-section? I'm not sure. And she's like, oh no, that baby came out of my vagina. Like I need, I need to hear this. Yeah. No, even if you, even if C-sections happen, still the benefit is there Hmm. because the steam can go all the way up, right? Yes. And I said that to her, you know, I said, I'm pretty sure, I mean, Sarah can fill you in on all of this, (laughs) but that there's still benefits for anyone who's recently um, given birth. I know now that if I were to have a baby, this would be something that would be on the top of my list. For Well, I mean, I'd be probably dropping off the steam kit for you. So it would be forced upon you. What's a steam kit? Oh, like a postpartum steam kit. So I, I drop off everything you need to steam. I love that so much. You mothers are not allowed to go anywhere. They get the steam brought to them. That's so great. <laughs> So, okay, wait, so tell me, I have another question for you, but then also I'm wondering if maybe I should just, I really should just upgrade, let's be honest, but I'm going <laughs> to sign out and then restart the meeting and then just re, uh, we can re-record, not re-record, but just like record the second. Yeah, because I do have to talk about physical benefits, like outside of postpartum, just because yeah. those are... Let's use the same, no, I'll stop the record right now.